All right, guys. It was Ryan Big Days. Ryan Day's big day today. As uh, there was a picture, Aaron Nolan tweeted out today that Ryan Day and quarterback coach Corey Dennis visited his home. Uh, it it looked uh, there was there was like not quite ass out hugging going on, but you know there was that hand behind the back, hips about you know half a foot apart. There was a clear bromance going on in this picture, and I got to be honest with you, I think this helped calm Buckeye fans a little bit because you know the the concern is. Even if you get a great quarterback in the portal, we don't want to lose Air Nolan. So I think this helped not only calm the the concerns there with, I don't know, one-eighth of the Buckeyes going into the portal this week, and obviously one of those guys being Kyle uh, McCord. So it, it was a big day for Ryan. Look at that. Look at that. This could honestly be, like if you took out Air Nolan, this could honestly be like a like a really off-brand country music band. <laughs> uh, maybe called like day and night right no right i like that yeah well but, yeah well, no no i mean Corey dennis <laughs> i said if you take Aaron nolan out okay what are you trying to do to your boy here i'm saying if you take Aaron nolan out you would make a you make the band name a play of ryan day for the love That's of god a, okay i like it with, with, with that context i like it a lot better yes yeah jesus you had my feet churning here now it's funny you know Fred Flintstone um, driving the car over here my, my good god give me a dino rib for christ's sake to, to pull myself out now i do think this i think what's become a conversation is there are certain people within the media, certain Buckeye fans, like high-profile Buckeye fans, who've espoused that they don't think you should replace Kyle Nolan and that they look at whether it's the Missouri game with Devin Brown as an audition. And actually, before we get to the rest of the quarterback picture, is that how you perceive the Missouri game? Because I don't necessarily think the Missouri game is an audition for Devin Brown for Ohio State. I don't view it as a... I don't think it's an audition. Like I, I think at this point, Ryan Day knows what he has in 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 Devin Brown. Like they they did a quarterback competition. He couldn't. I I want to word this the right way because it's not that he could. Like, like I I don't want to be harsh to him, but the fact that Kyle McCord with the limitations he has was selected over him, and they did the whole like rigmarole of oh let's start let's start two quarterbacks for a little while and see how that goes and. Obviously, it didn't go well, and then Kyle McCord ended up getting like way more of the snaps by like game two, and the writing was kind of on the wall for Brown. So I just kind of look at it, and I'm like, if he couldn't, if he couldn't get the starting job last year, you know, are we why tread your wheels or spin your wheels trying to? And, and I get it, like it's a bowl game, it's different. Like he's had a year now to develop; it's a different thing. But to me, I don't think that the starting quarterback for next year is currently on this roster. I so just real, real quick with that. Um, I don't think we know how much Kyle McCord's relationship with Marvin Harrison jr. Impacted Kyle McCord getting that job. Mm. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean that, that Devin didn't outdo Kyle McCord, but I can see Ryan day saying if he both thought they were relatively even, and, you know, McCord, the better pocket passer, Devin Brown, the dual threat. I could see him saying to himself, hey, I don't want to rock the boat with Marvin. We, You, you don't think he'll transfer out, but McCord has more experience. He, he played more, but he played better against Indiana. Let's just do the simple thing. 
And I, I would actually be curious to see how he plays against Missouri. I, again, I, I think if you're Ryan Day, it's more of a, well, let's see where he is against a really good team. But like, I don't know that there's necessarily anything he could do that would, would steal the job. But I mean, I'd imagine if that dude went out there and threw for 325 and, or, you know, re- okay, 500 yards total and had four touchdowns and the Buckeyes win by two tuts, I bet you that might give Ryan Day a little bit more pause. But I think it's, it. I don't think it's just a uh, audition maybe for Ohio State. I think it's more an audition and maybe Ryan Day doing a favor for Devin Brown to the rest of college football. Because I think, I think I, you could, if, if, he went to McCord and said, hey, I just wanted to let you know, we're going to go get a quarterback in the portal. McCord pieces out. He could have gone to Devin Brown and said, hey, I need a quarterback for the, the bowl game. We are going to replace, we're actually going to bring in somebody from the portal, or we're just going to give the job to Aaron Nolan next year. But I want to give you the bowl game to showcase what you can do. Would you be copacetic with that? Given that Devin Brown doesn't have a lot of in-game experience, and and you know the last time we saw him, he had the ankle injury. I wouldn't be surprised if the kid actually mm. agreed to that. So I think it's yeah. a ten percent audition for Ohio State, and I think it's, it could be ninety percent of audition for somebody else. I think I, I, I like where your head's at with it. The the thing for me is like if it uh, if it were to be sort of a let's see what he can do. Isn't it going to be too late at that point? Because like Nick, like I feel like if you're if you're going to the portal, if their plan really really is to utilize the portal, and again we don't know, maybe it's not. Maybe they're maybe um, Cam Ward is going to be way too expensive, and they're like, yeah, you know what? Forget it. We're not going to do the NIL thing. We're not going to spend money on him. We'd rather spend it on trying to convince Marvin Harrison Jr. to stay. And or we're like just, a left tackle. <laughs> yeah, ex- that too. And so we're just going to uh, we're just going to roll with that and start Aaron Nolan as a freshman. Like, I don't know that maybe that's the plan, but if your plan is to try to get a quarterback in the portal, aren't you going to have to have that sort of in hand by then? Because it seems like some of these quarterbacks are already starting to sort of find their, their next landing spot. And well, I don't know you that could, you want to get you, caught behind it. Like I know uh, you Dylan Gabriel's be- already said he's going to Oregon. He's supposed to meet with them next week. So if these, if these dominoes start falling, and I'm not saying all of them will, but I think the top ones really will, then you're going to have to kind of know that going into that game. Well, but I think that's part of it. You, so even if it's just an audition for everybody else, you can say, hey, we got we got the hook on, on Cam Ward. Why don't you go ahead and play in this game? We're going to give you the full time. We're going to try and put you in the best position. So I, I think, you know, the, the only thing that changes if you already have somebody on the line in the portal is, hey, why don't you go out there? Why and he doesn't have to go, by the way. But it's just an option if you play really well in the national stage in a beloved bowl against a good team in Missouri. Yeah, maybe that does serve him best. And then again, worst case scenario, he sucks and he stays. So I just think there makes a lot of sense that 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 could really be kind of the play here if you're Ryan Day in Ohio State. And I, yeah, I will say you had said you're you're certain that uh, the next starting quarterback for the Buckeyes is not currently at Ohio State. Now, in this case, I know you mean Aaron Nolan as well. Kind of consider him already in the fold, given he reaffirmed his commitment. But I'm like 80 percent sure that the next quarterback. Yeah, I'm 75 percent sure Ohio State's next quarterback is going to come for, from the transfer portal. But I've heard enough people talk about 
just next year having an open competition between Devin Brown, Lincoln Keenholz, and Aaron Noland. And that, that I kind of have maybe moved off my absolute certainty. I still think the best move to make is go get yourself Cam Ward, is go get yourself Dante Moore and deal with the repercussions of that as they happen. But I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Day looks at this and, and really starts to think, well, I like Devin Brown. I think he's a worthy adversary for Air Nolan. And maybe he watched some Air Nolan tape and thinks the kid's ready to play next year. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's about a 25% possibility, but I do think yeah. uh, you and me specifically have jumped the gun just assuming they're going to the portal when I think there's a sliver of a path here that Ryan Day might have the balls and bravado to go with the three guys he's got and just maybe add another competitive body in the room instead of somebody that would definitively start over air or Devin next year. I just wonder if Day has the – what's the right word? Like if he has the time to do that because we know like the hot seat is there and I understand that's more of a fan conversation than anything. We probably make a bigger deal of it on the outside of the the program than they do inside, the whole losing to Michigan and how that you got to win that game. And obviously next year if you lose a fourth in a row – when that roster sort of loses some of its key pieces, that's going to be obviously even more concerning. So does he have the time to do go through basically what he did this year and do and hold another quarterback competition where, you know, this past year, a lot of the reports were, were really Devin Brown and Kyle McCord weren't really that impressive. We don't know who's going to win it, but it wasn't really great. So does he have the the leeway to sort of do that knowing that the pressure's on next year? Does he have the leeway to start a, a true, true freshman in his first year and hope that his season and beating Michigan and winning the Big Ten is all kind of resting on his shoulders. And I'm not saying he can't do it, but it's just such a rarity at a school like Ohio State and also other places to see a guy start as a true freshman that I don't know that that's where they're going to put their stock necessarily, which is why I think the portal is the answer. And that's also why you mentioned Cam Ward and Dante Moore. We talked last episode about like those two and just kind of the context of whichever one comes, how that plays out with the rest of the quarterback room of the guys you have coming in next. Cam Ward, I think, makes the most sense if you were to go get like if you were to go big big game hunting and get one because he almost will be a a, a smooth transitioning one in pro, one year in and then going pro, where then you can then pass the torch on to Air Nolan in that second year and he sort of takes the reins. So that's why I'm kind of intrigued by that option. But yeah, I just don't know that Ryan day. Listen, I think there's probably more trust than what we imagine on the outside. Like I mentioned, but I don't know that he can go through the whole like quarterback competition and just entrust that a freshman is, is the key to it all next year to beat Michigan and all these other things that he has pressure on him for. Well, and what I would say real quick is I think what might make the situation fluid is if we've all misread the situation with the transfer portal. Like there's like one player that has entered the portal that when I saw it, I kind of winced a little bit. And that was Chip Trainum. Now, Ohio yeah. State has a big recruit coming in. Dallas Hayden looks to be the guy next year. Yeah. And there's uh uh Travis Etienne's brother. Um, Ohio State's one of the teams in the 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 gunning and the running for his services in the portal. So all that being said, if we've misread the portal activity, it might just be like I think it's it's likely just these guys were not dead weight, but they hadn't been productive enough. And this was Ryan Day showing initiative by telling these guys, hey, you're probably not in the plans next year or significant plans. But if I misread that, 
him going to meet Air Nolan today could have been about him trying to pull guys back from the portal or him trying to show a commitment to the future at quarterback to try and keep guys on the line recruiting-wise, both from high school and in the portal. I, that that's another reason why I took it from zero percent chance that Air Devin and Lincoln were gonna gonna just be the three quarterbacks that battled for the the job next year. Just the idea of maybe Ryan Day, the second Kyle went into the portal, maybe he misread the reaction in the room in the program. I don't know. Again, I don't know, but I just think that's kind of another way to think about it that maybe there is a little bit of concern, and that's why Ryan Day made a show of it to go see Air Nolan today. I did think the timing was was key. Mm-hmm. A couple of days after Kyle McCord go, goes into the portal, you got people panic mode talking about how this is this is all new for the program and it's all going it's all going up in flames. It's all going to hell in a handbasket. Programs folding. All these different narratives that are out there because people are worried about the, all, the, all the guys entering the transfer portal. And like we talked about the other day, my stance on it is I think this is just college football reality in 2023. Um, and you gotta you gotta just know the portal's gonna be there. The other thing too, I don't know that we hit on this for the number of guys that go into the portal, and I saw the numbers yesterday. Um, I think it was like oh there's like oh like eleven hundred people have already entered the portal or something like that, which was a record for the first like couple days or whatever. And guys, remember, like there's only like maybe 50% of those players that actually find a new landing spot. So it's not, like that. That's the other thing is a lot of this is like guys getting bad advice. Like, Oh, you can go somewhere else and start. And then they actually go somewhere else and they realize they're in the same situation. They were already in maybe a worse situation than they were already in too. So there's no saying that some of these guys maybe don't come back or realize like the situations that are out there aren't as good as they were going to have or whatever. So it's, it's something that's supposed to play out, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the timing was strategic and day sort of showing, you know, there's, there's still, this um, united front in terms of the guys that are coming in and they're still building things in the right direction. There's still reason for guys to want to be committed to the program. So while we're on this topic, you and I have been salivating Cam Ward, Dante Moore, previously Dylan Gabriel. Talk uh, dirty to me, Nick. Yes. DJ Uyunglele. (laughs) Um, And yet I had Pete Futek of College Football News, one of the great college football writers and analysts out there. He was on my show, The Afternoon Drive, earlier today. And he's on a crusade. He's on a mission from God to warn college football fans about the perils of going into the portal for a quarterback. This this clip's a little long here, but we're going to react to it on the back end here. Here's Pete. It sounds good, you know, because, okay, Jaden Daniels is probably going to win the Heisman, and he's a transfer, and Michael Penix is a transfer, and, you know, Joe Burrow was a transfer. And all that. But in general, you got to still build these things. You still need a base of players who want to come to your school, and you can't just build – you can't, as we've learned, you can't really build the lines through the transfer portal. You've got to you've got to homegrown and build up your offensive front. Defensive guys are always hit or miss when it comes to the transfer portal. So it sounds shiny when you have all these quarterbacks and uh, top receivers and all that kind of stuff. But look, look at the uh, the college football playoff era. You know, look who are, who have been the the transfer portal quarterbacks who've won a national championship. Burrow, and he was not Joe Burrow when he left Ohio State for LSU. You know, that took a year or so. So in the portal, he would not have fetched a gajillion dollars like today's quarterbacks are asking for if it was LSU. The other guy was Jacob Coker for, you know, kind of a Florida State, 
you know, cast off who just sort of found his way into the Alabama system. That's it. Everyone else has been like homegrown. Stetson Bennett, uh, you know, right on down the line. And this year, it's probably going to be J.J. McCarthy or Jalen Milrow, who were original recruits for their original school. So uh, the idea of the transfer portal sounds flashy and fun. But the reality is, if you want to win national championships, you, know, you still got to have the program in place to get the guys in the recruiting classes to, to build it up. It sounds good, you know, because, okay, Jaden Daniels is probably going to win the Heisman. So, so I think as we have this conversation, there's a few things to be said here. I actually fully agree with the overall idea that Pete is espousing. And I think we have two extremes to look at. You know, the all-portal team, which is Deion Sanders in Colorado this year, and they won, was it was it four games? And now, again, that's the extreme, but that's year <laughs> one. He really didn't prioritize player development, and he still went out there and just won four games. And I think the other, the no portal, is Dabo Sweeney. And so I do think, you know, I, I think teams that are really intelligent and really patient in the portal – and really go out and get their guys, but understand that you're not going to build the whole team that way. I think that's the best way to build a program. Before we even get to quarterbacks, I just want to get your thought on that, because I, I I, think you look at the extremes, and neither extreme is working right now. I agree. Um, I, I think, and we've talked about this already, but I, you know, I, my standpoint on it is this is just the reality of college football in 2023. If you're, if you're swearing off the portal, I think you're doing it wrong because – you're, there's going to be talented players out there that you could bring into your program and they could really hit or spark for you and be a key contributor. You can't just ignore it entirely. But on the flip side of that, I, I think, yeah, if you're just banking on every year, we're going to turn the roster over with portal guys and it's going to all pan out, then I think that's also misguided as well. I think it's about, and, and you know what's funny, Nick? Like you can relate this exactly to the NFL. Every year in March when free agency opens, they always th- they throw that graphic up there on ESPN and all these other places. How much money, like the team that spent the most money in free agency. And every year, the conversation is about how the team that spends the most in free agency, it doesn't usually equal a deep playoff run or a Super Bowl run or anything like that. So I, I think it's very comparable where if you're just going out and you're spending like drunken sailors, like, oh, we got all this NIL money. Let's just get all the portal guys and build this super team. It takes more than that to just go out and win a national championship. So I agree. you got to be strategic about – the positions you're addressing and who you're bringing in. Now, I do think where I do I differ with Pete is I think Pete is using, you know, he used Joe Burrow as a guy yes. from the, the you know, not necessarily even the transfer portal who just transferred. Um, he mentioned Jacob Coker. Like those guys were pre-portal guys. I think there is a danger in in looking at it, what has won historically, which is, home, oh, by the way, he, he uh, Justin Fields didn't win a national championship, but he was in the national title game. I think there's a danger in looking at the last 10 years and forecasting that for the next Agreed. 10 years. Agreed. This, and this is the exact same place I was going with this too. I, I, I think we can, we can't, we can look back and say, well, this is what worked in the past, but I mean, face it, Nick, look how much has changed in college football just within the last year. I mean, the 12 team playoff has come in. The NIL stuff is a real thing now. Like I, we can't sit here and say that it doesn't work just because the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years tell us, Oh, there's, you know, there's not a lot of outcomes with it. We're a transfer portal quarterback or this transfer portal player turns into some superstar and they go on some title run because 
we just don't have the evidence to see it yet because it wasn't as big of a deal up until this point. So, so I'm right there with you. Like, I don't know that we have the empirical evidence to prove that it's not a method towards winning just yet. Well, and I think what, what I think can have considerable impact is what happens this year. If Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman transfer portal quarterback and Michael Penix or Bo Nix is the guy hoisting the, the national championship trophy, I think those are the kind of things that one can open up the eyes to the non-believers in the portal, like uh, Dabo Sweeney. And I think it can also, like, if you're a young quarterback sitting somewhere, and I think a lot of guys are pretty heady. You know, Brock Vandegrift just went to Ken- uh, Kentucky. Obviously, Kyle McCord, who was the starter, hopped into the portal at, at the. But I think, I think both coaches and players. I think it's going to really open up the idea. The more quarterbacks you see go new places and succeed and win the Heisman, be in the playoffs, win a national championship, I think it is going to act as an advertisement for it. So all this being said, like the one thing that I think Pete really gets right is you have to know the player. You have to really be confident that the player fits what you want to do. You know, like Kyle McCord going to Nebraska – Man, I, I I love Kyle McCord. I want him to be successful. I like Matt Rule. I, I I covered him and got the chance to to know him just a skosh in in Charlotte when he was in the NFL. He's a great guy. I think he's a great college coach. Maybe not in the NFL, but a great college coach. But like I look at that and I'm like thinking of fit. You've got a unmobile quarterback, a non-mobile quarterback in a system that I mean the entirety of the time that Matt Rule's been in college, he's been a dual threat with emphasis on running quarterback. So that's a scenario where it's like, well, does he really fit what they do? And do they have the guys to change around him? Like how much do you have to change around him and swap out pieces to, to fit it around him? And so like, that's a scenario where I'm like, man, I like both parties, but do they, is, does the marriage make sense? And that honestly is not a concern I have for Ryan. Because if you look at it, one, Ryan has conformed his offense to what he has. Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud, two very different quarterbacks. Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields, two different quarterbacks. C.J. to to Kyle are very different quarterbacks. Maybe not very, but are different enough quarterbacks. So he's conformed his system to the quarterback. And not just that, this is a dude who I think understands how to get the most out of that player. I think he did get the most out of Kyle, even if it wasn't enough to beat Michigan and enough to win the big 10 and go to the playoffs. Yeah, no, I agree. And I I think um, it's funny because the, the, I don't know. I just, like I said, I just don't think we have the evidence yet to prove that it doesn't work. Um, And so I I think there's, there's sort of, it's being, it's a story that has yet to unfold or yet to tell us like, whether or not it can work. I also think it puts the onus on these coaches as you talk about fit and you know, what quarterback's going to fit what you're trying to do and getting the most out of that guy. You got to really know. And it's all just kind of recruiting just a different version of it because it's a guy who's already played in college, but you got to really know you're getting the right guy. Like this is where almost what we, the stuff we make fun of at the, the NFL combine comes into play because it's like, you're finding out about who the, how this guy really was as a teammate. Like, oh, yeah, did you like him as a teammate? Did you not like him as a teammate? That type of stuff to kind of get a sense of will he fit with our program, especially if it's a guy that – like there's certain guys you might have recruited in high school who are in the portal, and then you're like, okay, we know this guy is going to work for us. There's other guys – I don't like I don't, think, I don't think Ohio State was really interested in Cam Ward when he came out of high school. So it's like you got to kind of learn about him and understand if he's actually going to fit with what you're trying to do. And if he does, then, yeah, go for it. 
But I think that's going to be a key element of this, which again is very NFL-esque where you're not only looking for guys that have skills, but are also looking for guys that fit your schemes, fit what you're trying to do. The other interesting thing too is with the, with the transfer portal guys, you have two quarterbacks in the playoff right now who are, who are transfer portal products. You have Quinn Ewers, who unfortunately for all of us transferred from Ohio state to Texas. And obviously you have Penix who transferred from Indiana and he's a Heisman finalist. So yeah, I, I think like in both instances, like if one of those two teams is in the national championship game, you mentioned Justin Fields getting there several years ago. You mentioned obviously Joe Burrow as Pete did winning it. Like there's there's starting to be more evidence that it can happen that way, even if there are things you do have to build homegrown, like your offensive line or some other places. And also, I think you you pointed at the idea of a uh, a portal combine. I don't hate that. I don't know how you do it given the timing <laughs> of everything, but and I'm not just here for the underwear Olympics. I mean, like just more of the the personal side and and players getting to know coaches and vice versa instead of right now, which is a very um a little bit more of a crude marketplace and maybe not best for the player and the team. All right, guys, we got one segment to go. Of course, we got to get to the Michigan panic meter and whether it's impacted by the big news surrounding Jim Harbaugh. That's next, but first a word from our sponsor. <laughs> 